you guys, what's up? Hope you're all having a great day. Hope you're having an amazing week. Hope you're having an amazing month. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yes. Hope it's all amazing. Hope it's all amazing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm David, by the way. And I'm Leanna. And uh, we are The Simple Mission. And kind of what we talk about in this podcast, uh, what we kind of go over, if you're new here, welcome, you know. And uh, what we do is we, we really try to simplify the way that Jesus lived and try to explain it a little bit more simple so that we can all live more simply, right? Because that's the goal. Things, life can get really complicated. We can get complicated. Things can get a little out of hand sometimes. Um, but it's important to, you know, um, to live more uh, simply because Jesus lived a simple life, you know, and Jesus is the perfect example of how we need to live and how we want to live. And so with that, um yeah just just keep listening yeah pretty much so i think what i was explaining to david was um in our if you listen to our previous episode um we kind of you know just scratched the surface on you know living more you know simply and just um putting things out and setting boundaries and what we were surrendering in our life but this one is this episode is kind of like a deeper dive into that because we just are so passionate about this topic that we wanted to dedicate a whole episode on this. And so, you know, if you think about living the lifestyle of Jesus, like, how do you actually do that? How do you actually live and slow down and just, you know, live your life for the Lord? Like, how does that work in our crazy society and our crazy hustle of life? And, and the other thing, too, is, is if Jesus was living today, how would he be? That's true. I mean, that's that the one way I mean, to think you know, about it in a modern term. Like, how would Jesus have lived today? How would Jesus be if he actually drove a car? Um, My mom always... Jesus has never driven a car. <laughs> yeah, well, the He's thing is... He's probably ridden a horse. But... The, the thing that is funny is that my mom would always make this funny joke or do you... Um, when people say, oh, like, Diana, you need to, like, calm down when you're driving or, or whatever. Not that she's not home, but, like, she's kind of like, why did this person cut me off or whatever? And then she's like, Jesus didn't have, did, she, Jesus didn't have to drive it hard. So we don't know what Jesus would have done. <laughs> because, you know, people really do, like, you know, drive, like, crazy around here. Um, but the point of it all is just, you know, it's just, yeah. In modern, and if you think about it in a modern like way how would Jesus have lived in today's age, right? But, you know, since we don't know that, we can just imagine it. We can just go back to the Bible and see how he lived. And yeah, there's lots of references in the words where he chose to, you know, get away from the crowd and he chose to go to a quiet place to be with the Lord. And so I feel like that's a good you know, representation. I think it's in like almost all the gospels that he did that. He withdrew and went to a desolate and lonely place just to be with his father. So that's one way. Yeah. So that's good. So today's Bible verse, we're going to be kind of, we got uh, one good verse really that kind of emphasizes what we're going to be talking about here today. And that's coming to you from Psalms 119, 36 through 37. Uh, it's the TPT and the NLT version. Yeah. So it says, "Give me eager, give me an eagerness for your laws rather than love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word." And that's the uh, NLT version. In the Passion Translation, the TPT is really, really interesting. 
It said, Cause my heart to bow before your words of wisdom and not to the wealth of this world. Help me turn my eyes away from illusion so that I pursue only that which is true. Drench my soul with life as I walk in your path. I just love that version. <laughs> when I read That's that to awesome. David, I was like, look, it, it, for this version, it says, in the NLT version, it said, turn my eyes from worthless things. And the uh, Passion yeah. Translation is said, help me turn my eyes away from illusion. The illusion that we are... Happier. Yeah. And what? And I don't know, there's different things that you can feel happy in this moment. You can be successful. You can have this. You can feel like this whenever you have this. You know, whenever you or get you're to this find status. status uh, what's the word? You'll find satisfaction in that. But yeah. it's not a true fulfillment of your soul. Yeah, it's all an illusion. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the devil definitely really plays a lot of illusion and through all those things in our in our eyes or try to get us to look at it. But God is saying to look at me because I'm all that you need, and that's and that I feel like that's one um, way to like live that lifestyle of Jesus. Is Jesus always turned to to his Father when he needed him. Which is pretty much every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's all types of ways to apply the word illusion into your own life. Like, there's, you know, something that we all have a tendency to be drawn to that will, I guess, you know, cause us to turn away from God, who is really all that we need. Um, and so... What we're trying to say is, like, turn your eyes to things that are worthy. Turn your eyes to things that are, you know, lovely. Like, in Philippians 4, it lists out, like, oh, think about all the pure things, the lovely things, the, uh, there's all kinds of words on that uh, session, but they're all, like, good things and things of excellence. And so we have to always remember that we daily have a choice to either turn our eyes to worthless or worthless things or illusions or we ha- we can turn our eyes to the things that are good or of God. Yeah. So that's what, it, what it's all about. I mean, COVID is kind of, eh, eh. I mean, we're talking about living the lifestyle of Jesus. So I wouldn't know how to apply, you know, I think, you know, during COVID, like we still try to set some type of routine, you know, like in the morning, like we're still going to pursue the Lord, we're still going to worship, and, you know, churches still had online services, and so I, I feel like as long as, you know, we did some stuff like that, there was some type of normalcy in our life, and some type of, like, thing to look forward to with the Lord, but if you're, you know, setting something, and, you know, you can't do something, and you don't put God first, like, your life is going to fall apart. Yeah. Or in your mind, it's gonna go to places that it was never meant to go. Yeah, that's what I think of with that. That's good. But I guess we'll go move on from that talk and go into point number one. Yeah. So this is point number one. So the lifestyle of Jesus calls us to set boundaries with our addictions, so that we can hear His voice. And y'all, everybody's addicted to something. Whether it's coffee, whether it's porn, whether it's you know, getting up early, getting up late, sleeping in late, you know, I feel like everybody's addicted to something in this world. And so, um, you know, Jesus calls us to set boundaries with those addictions, with those things that are, are causing us 
to veer off from the path of Jesus, you know? And honestly, like, things can be, you know, I, I, I joke around with Leanne a lot, but, um, you know, how, what do you think of whenever you think of, like, Sunday morning, first service, you know, you think of, like, coffee. And so I, I, I joke around with Leanne all the time. I'm like, oh, I need my coffee, and then I'll have my Jesus, you know? Or I need my Jesus, then I'll have my coffee. And it's bad. And I joke around with her because people are serious about that. You what's know? funny? What's funny about that when David says that is the fact that we drink decaf coffee. So he's not like really telling the truth. Like he he's just joking with me. Like he he doesn't really need coffee before he has you know his Jesus time or whatever. But he's just joking because there's a lot of people out there that you know they turn to coffee first before they go to the word. Yeah, and so I was literally in the coffee bar last sunday with this with this uh older gentleman and i was like he was getting his coffee he was filling it up big time all the way filled up i was like man that's a lot of caffeine he's like yeah i was like he's like i asked him i said you think coffee's gonna be in heaven and i was just joking around and i said yeah i i hope there's coffee in heaven he goes no we're not gonna need it we're gonna be with jesus i was like wow that's (laughs) That's true that's true i feel like in in this world our body is just you know, it's not perfect, and, and our flesh is not perfect, and so when we go to heaven, it's gonna be perfect, and we're not gonna need tapping to like do praising the Lord in yeah, heaven. But so. anyways, and all of that, you know, there's all like David said, there's all types of additions that we have. Um, I I know addition can be kind of a strong word, but I feel like there's also little additions that we have that maybe we haven't realized before, like you know, with our phone or. With, you know, just watching TV or hanging out with people all the time instead of, you know, spending some time with the Lord. You know, just things like that. They're, they're like little addictions, but they're still addictions, like, nonetheless. And not to scare you or be like, oh, you're addicted to something. But Steve is right. Like, we're all addicted to something in some way. But, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, the extreme of, like something really bad you know it can be something that's good but it can turn bad because you're so like just overusing it it. yeah 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 so so yeah yeah so one thing i wanted to share was you know let's talk about amazon (laughs) is amazon an addiction i think so (laughs) well i think what's funny is in the previous episode i shared that i deleted all of my shopping apps off of my phone and I wanted to expand a little bit more on that. I kind of just said, like, the practical, like, what I actually did. But I feel like I didn't really share, like, behind the reason why. So, um, when David and I, um, you know, we found out we were pregnant, we were planning our baby shower, I was kind of, like, on my phone a lot, just looking at stuff all the time for the well, baby so shower. so was I, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were planning. Planning the nursery, planning the baby shower, and my mom was helping me, my sister was helping me, but... You know, that caused me to, over time, get addicted to getting on Amazon automatically without thinking. Like, oh, I need to look for this. Like, And then I was thinking, oh, I need this shirt. Oh, I need this. I need this. And so, um, and then we also got Amazon Prime again. <laughs> we actually had canceled our subscription, I think, two years ago or a year and a half ago or something like that. And then we ended up getting it back again because we were using it a lot for the baby stuff the baby stuff yeah and, and there's we were, a lot of like maternity things that you can't find oh in yeah stores like you go to walmart and the maternity section's like six foot by nothing anyway so. anyway yeah but um i think the whole point of it was like i was kind of thinking the deeper reason that my deeper like psychological reason of like 
why am I getting on so much? You know, like, what's the deeper reason behind it? And, you know, like, David was, you know, telling me that, you know, there are really amazing stuff on Amazon, or, you know, for you, it might be Target, it might be Walmart, it could be anything else, you know, so it doesn't have to be just applicable just only on Amazon, but, you know, um, it makes spending money easier, you know, you already have your app, you got your logged in, you got your financial information on there, so you can just easily just order something, and it'll come right to your door, but, you know, it will never actually satisfy, like, the longing of your soul. Like, even though you might be super happy when you get the package at the door, like, are you actually happy five minutes later? Are you happy an hour later? Are you happy a few days later? Like, is that thing going to make you happy, like, forever? No, it's not true. But I was just thinking about the deeper reason behind it, and I was trying to figure out a way to, like, I still need the account you know I I have my baby registry on there I do order stuff on there not all the time but whenever I do need it but I just you know deleted all those stuff off of my phone I um now that if I do need it or I need to access it I have to access it on my on, on my computer I have a logged in still on there and in a way it's like kind of more inconvenient and it makes me think a little bit more about why I have to get on. It, or it may discourage me, like, do I really need that thing? No, it's, it's not even worth my time, you know? So anyways, that's the one way that I set boundaries, like, recently in my life. I think I did this since about a month ago. Um, maybe, like, a month and a half ago by now. So yeah. that's one way. So And just Leanna just uses her computer to shop sometimes whenever she needs it but she has to open it up and and she also she's deleted some um accounts like social media on her phone too oh yeah i took off so, facebook off facebook. my phone so <gasps> like last night she was on the computer looking at facebook <laughs> well because like i was like, like oh my gosh i've days. gotten so many notifications or i haven't like really seen um anything lately just because like i and i saw <laughs> this is so bad i actually saw someone at church on, on wednesday and I got on Facebook last night, Thursday night, and I saw that it was her birthday. <laughs> I had no idea. And I, in a way, I kind of felt guilty. I kind of felt bad. I was like, maybe I should get Facebook back on my phone. But back then, people just didn't know when it was someone's birthday just because they saw it pop up on their Facebook um, notification. Like, oh, it's, it's this person's birthday today. But if we were really that person's friend or we were really close to them, we would have known. Like, we would have written it down and took the time to remember. And maybe I should have taken the time to remember that. I feel like that was a lesson for me, though. I was like, oh, my God, it was her birthday. I had no idea. But I wasn't on Facebook. I don't have Facebook on my phone. Unless I did on my computer, which is, like, once a week. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. That was a good point with Amazon. I think it's it's an interesting one for sure. So one kind of little thing here that we talk about, you know, is we're setting boundaries. This is an interesting thought that we had while we were putting together this outline and stuff is that if you're setting boundaries, if you're wanting to set boundaries in your life to live a slower life for God and stuff, um, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about that, you're, something is probably already controlling you to, to the point where you're having to cut something out, where you're addicted to something. So if you're, if you're having to think, oh, maybe I, should, maybe I need to start cutting back on this. That means you've already got past the point of moderation and you're like excessive excessive about it. Yeah. Um, so if you think about it like that, it's okay. 
Everybody has something we're trying to, you know, work on and stuff, and that's completely normal. But if you're, but if you think about it like that, like, oh, maybe I need to set a boundary to this. Why are you even thinking about that in the first place? Because you're addicted to it. Well, and it's a diss thing because you're being self-aware. You're practicing self-awareness of, oh, I think this thing is kind of controlling me or this is kind of taking over my life or it's consuming my mind to things that I don't want to think about or it's not letting me, like, think about God as much like I used to. And so I feel like that's a diss thing, you know, like David said, you're probably thinking about it because it's controlling you, but at least you're... At least you're at, like, stage number one of, like, okay, I'm aware that this thing is, like, probably not... Causing issues Yeah, it's causing issues or not bringing me closer to the Lord at all. And the thing that that I know that we both need to work on is that we have been watching a lot of TV. (laughs) Yeah. I blame pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think it was funny because... I think, I think we shared this before in a email, but we had a um, we had a challenge in January with our church, you know, fasting something that you you know I don't know not not, not that you're addicted to, but maybe just fast something to so you can draw draw closer to God. And one of them was we stopped watching TV for about 21 days. Yeah, yeah, and so we did that, and then after that fasting, we actually didn't watch TV as often. And then once I got pregnant and I was kind of, you know, just, you know, having, I didn't have morning sickness. I was just tired a lot and I couldn't like, Mentally I didn't have a lot of energy. Sometimes. So I was still on the couch and watch TV. And so I think, yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't exactly blame pregnancy, but I could have like, you know, just closed my eyes and not watch TV. <laughs> but my whole point of it all is there's always something that we're all working on, like David said. And the whole point of it is, you know. You know, in order to live that lifestyle of Jesus, you know, a slower paced life or just to um, remind yourself of his goodness more, you do have to set some boundaries or cut some things out of your life in order to hear his voice more. You know, with social media, with, you know, for you, it could be like playing video games or it could be watching TV or just being on your phone or YouTube, all all those things. But it can also be outside of that. It can be relationships or it can be um, just work, you know, like set boundaries with your work. Yeah. Um, Ooh, wow. But um, my, I guess what we're saying is that we're, we weren't meant to um, hear noise all the time, like to all, always be consuming something like a podcast episode or uh, listening to music all the time, even if it's like Christian music or Christian worship. Um, we're not men. We have to have some margin. We have to have some space in our life in order to hear from God. How are we? How are we supposed to know what God wants for us to do if we don't even listen? If we don't even take the time to listen to God? Yes. Um, so, you know, the lifestyle that Jesus had and calls us to. We don't have time to get into the details right now of like how Jesus lived his life but this is just some examples of what we're telling you like how we're observing it from our point of view but if you really want to learn more about like exactly how jesus lived his lifestyle you're gonna to have to read the gospels you know matthew mark luke john mm-hmm. read those and study about jesus and also read past that because there's things that you know um the other books of the bible talks about like hebrews and stuff like that it talks about 
how Jesus was, um, you know, the high priest, stuff like that. It talks about how, how awesome it is to have him. Anyways, there's a lot of other books that cover, talk about Jesus, not just the Gospels. But in the Gospels, it tells you the, the accounts of when Jesus was actually here on earth, how he lived. And so it's real interesting. If you read that, it's going to open up your eyes a lot. So don't take our word for it. You're going to have to get in the word yourself and yeah. learn. But Jesus calls us for... For gratitude in the Lord, you know Jesus was always thankful for his Father. Jesus was thankful for his 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 God. You know, um, God Himself. He was. It's kind of weird, but he was God. But he yet he was still thankful for God. <laughs> so what you're saying is the starting point. Yes. So the starting point was like he he was just now saying it was the lifestyle of Jesus called for gratitude in the Lord, and being discontent cannot coexist with it. So I I I want to make sure. I, that you didn't hear, like, being content. No, it's being discontent. It can't, like, pose this with gratitude in the Lord. Dang. So, um, I guess I'll share a little bit on this one, because um, that was kind of a point that I made, was um, I read a devotional uh, about, like, a month ago, and it really kind of opened my eyes to uh, the way this author was explaining this. He was saying how... Um, having a complaining or negative attitude, it reveals an identity issue. That we ourselves are at the center of our own world, not the Lord. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so we think that we are in control, and when things don't actually go our way, like we retaliate or we're just so ungrateful. We're just so just like mad at mad at the world, we're mad at God, we're mad at people around us. And we're not saying, you know, to suppress, like, your true, you know, reaction or your emotion when, you know, life does really get hard or, you know, it doesn't go your way, right? It is just disappointing. It is hard. And, you know, God does hear or he knows, like, the things that you're going through, right? He's so busy. He already knows how you feel. And he longs to give you his strength and his wisdom and his love and reminds you, hey, you know, what I've given you is life, eternal life. And this is something that you should be grateful for. But um, I think, you know, yeah, that was, an, that was a devotional that really opened my eyes because it was asking questions of like, do your, can the people around you say that you are a grateful person or a complaining person? I was like, Ooh, wow. wow. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a complaining person. I feel like I used to be like really bad, like before I met David or probably around that time. Maybe in your mind. Yeah. What do you mean in my mind? Maybe not outward complaining, but inward complaining. Me? Yeah. I do this right now? Maybe. Like you're talking about before you met me, maybe you complained in your mind more than you did outwardly, you know? Maybe outwardly. So when I talk to your mom and stuff in your past, you're like, oh, they never complained about when things went bad. Oh, yeah. Wow. My mom said that. Yeah. That I would never complain. There's been some times, yeah. Well, maybe it was more internally. I think internally. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. You're saying that if I complained a lot, it was like in my mind. It was in your own mind. Yeah, like I was. Yeah, I was very. I feel like I was, and I still am, but it's something I'm working on. But I feel like I was very critical of myself in terms of my faith with the Lord, and it's not something that people have ever put on me. But uh, <laughs> I was just really harsh on myself and just really harsh on, like, the things that I do, the things that I, I said, or the things that I thought about or just, like, consumed my mind about. Um, I feel like a lot of people listening might struggle with this, too, and just know that 
you can just let those things go and just let God just, you know, saturate your life. You know, he, he he's not looking for a performance and he's not looking for you to mess up too. So I feel like that's something that you probably needed to hear right now. Um, just because, you know, I feel like there's a lot of that going on right now, especially with social media and there's a lot of comparison. I feel like back then I was on social media, but not like to the extent the way it is nowadays. So I can't imagine now. But um, I guess the whole point with gratitude is every day we have to shift and choose to turn our mindset towards gratitude and have the willingness to serve God and to do His will, not our own. And that's really, really hard to hear sometimes. Like, we want to live our life, we have our plans, we have, you know, the things that we want to do, but then God can be like, "Uh uh-uh, you're going this way. And you have to be, not have to be okay with it, but you have to be like, okay, God, I trust you, that you know what's best for me, you know? Yeah, that's good. So in Matthew 6.24, the Amplified Bible Version, it says, no one can serve two masters, for he will hate one and love the other, or he will devote to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon meaning money, possession, fame, status, whatever you value more than the Lord. Dang. Yeah, dang. So. Yeah, so I, I remember reading this Bible verse before, and obviously, if you know this Bible verse, it says you can't serve God God and money, right? Most of the translation. But in this translation, the the Amplified Bible translation, it says mammon is anything that is valued more than God. I was like, wow, that really opened my eyes to like, just like from the beginning of the episode, we talked about the illusions that we turn our eyes to. You know, those are the things that we probably value more than the Lord. So anything that you maybe thought about or pop in your head or, oh, I do struggle with this, that could be your mammon. That could yeah. be the thing that you value more than God. Yeah, and it's causing you to live like the world, a hurried lifestyle, not not a slow lifestyle, not a simple lifestyle, just like how Jesus lived. So that's that's kind of what we're, what we're emphasizing here with all this to keep in mind. I know we're going down some pathways but it's all relating back to that point you know yeah Um, discontentment you know can cause you to kind of always be looking at the next best thing you know kind of like how leanna was saying mental mental and inward discontentment or an outward expression of discontentment you want the next best thing you always want the next move was jesus like that was jesus was jesus looking for the next best thing i don't know no he waited over 30 years before he started his ministry yeah so I think he was pretty content with where he was at. He wasn't trying to rush to like, hey, God, can I start this now? Yeah. Can I save the people now? I think the disciples were more discontent, discontented. Oh, yeah. Is that a word? Discontented? I don't know. Is it, discontent. Are you discontent or are you discontented? Discontent. I think they were more discontent yeah, there you go. with Jesus because they were wanting to, you know, take over the world and stuff. They were wanting to like run, run, roam out of their towns and they were... They were ready for a hero, uh, um, uh, like a warrior, and Jesus was a warrior, but in a spiritual way. In he a wasn't, spiritual way, not the physical. He wasn't the spiritual warrior, so they were yeah. getting frustrated with him. There's a lot of times where you know Peter. That's and true. James, I, f- John, I forgot like, about oh, that. Oh, you know, you know, they would like try to get after Jesus some, like you know, and, and Jesus wouldn't have it. And it was kind of it was well. Crazy. It was because of all of the prophecies and everything that they had learned in the Old Testament of like what was to come when the the Messiah was here. He was to take over, you know, everything. He was supposed to, like, be the king of the world. But 
they were they were um what's the word they were interpret everyone had interpreted it wrong yeah if that makes sense they didn't know it was in the spiritual realm yeah so physical yeah but that's true that's that's a good point because they were discontent like they were like frustrated with jesus like come on jesus like you can do this and jesus was just literally turn around yeah <laughs> and walk away after he healed somebody or I, I would be scared to confront jesus like that i mean i guess if i knew him for a long time like the disciples did i guess maybe i could maybe i could confront him but that's that's pretty um yeah you know well, the other, the other thing I just know, I'm just not thinking about this, not on, in our note, but um, in that Bible translation, fame is on there and status. And so it makes me think about social media and how people are, you know, we were actually in a uh, discipleship uh, group in our church this past week. And we talked about how we were trying to figure out, uh, you know, the type of people that do need compassion and the type of people that need um to be fulfilled by god and for us to reach out to them and some of the things that other people have said you know were I don't, i'm sorry to say this but it was more of a default answer oh the homeless people or the people that are addicted to drugs or and those are helpless you know battered and abused people they really are but I was thinking, and I think David was too, we were thinking more outside the box of light. So people that are needing compassion or that need help is the people that are stuck on social media, the people that are, you know, influencers or, you know, they're famous. Because right now, I'm pretty, it's really, really hard to be famous and to be a Christian. It, it is hard. Like, I feel like one person um, that I follow, Sadie Robertson, uh, Huff is now her last name because she's married. I feel like she does it really well. She does it really um, in a very flawless way. And even though she may mess up or whatever, she just really has that humble spirit that really shines through her social media. And when she does speaking to people um, and she has her own podcast, whoa, that's good <laughs> podcast. But um, I guess my whole point of it all is that a lot of people do struggle with trying to what's that word chase clout or something like that where you you're you just like, I have no idea what you're talking about it means like you're you're chasing like that fame of like where you go viral or you're i don't know people start following you like crazy and things like that mm-hmm. i feel like if that sounds like you you know I feel like nowadays, you know, little kids are not wanting to become firefighters or police officers. They're wanting to be YouTubers. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, that was something that we did for a season, but it was really hard on us, on our mental health because, you know, the numbers are important and we weren't getting that numbers. And it's like, is that really that important? Or what's important is that one person is impacted. And so anyway, anyway, the whole point of it is like, just the gratitude part are you grateful when you're chasing fame i don't think so you can't have both you you really can't have both and so in the end of it all you know you're trying to you know better yourself but you're still left empty because there's no foundation in the lord in your life you're living a discontent life always but god loves us for who we are but at the same time he wants us to start growing more in him so like, like we said, there's always going to be someone, you know, I feel like everyone has said this before, there's always going to be someone more richer, someone more prettier, more successful, more better, writer, speaker, artist, more in this world. 
But in order to live in contentment in the Lord and to be grateful, we are to live in gratitude for God's little blessings and miracles in our life. Dang. So that's the second point of living a lifestyle of Jesus. Jesus was a very humble and grateful person um, when he was here on earth. So I just will go ahead and go over the third point, and we'll wrap this up pretty soon. All right, so the third point, pretty simple. Uh, it's living a lifestyle of Jesus will cause you to slow down and to see more opportunities to serve him and others as well, you know, loving them unconditionally. So this is this is a really good one. You know, um, you know, Jesus was full of, while he was on earth, you're going to have to go read all this yourself, but he was full of interruptions, like, and life interrupted him. The world interrupted him, whatever he was doing and going. And he was completely fine with that. You know, he was completely fine for uh, somebody to come up and, like, side, I guess, take him off to the to the side and say, hey, I need help with this. Or, you know, whenever he would go a certain route or way, he would specifically go towards something that was not convenient. Mm-hmm. Like a path or some sort of, like, road, I guess, just so he could meet this one person, you know? There were times yeah. whenever, you know, Jesus did a lot of traveling. Like I said, you're going to have to go read all this. Jesus did a lot of traveling and with his disciples and stuff. And uh, sometimes he would take ways that weren't the best ways <laughs> just, to, just to meet one person. And it was interesting. So they would take, I don't know, at miles, I guess. I have, an, I have an example of that. Um, so if you're someone that's new to the Bible or um, just want to know what example of what David just said, I would read uh, John, John chapter 4. That's a really good story about how he encountered a woman that was living with a man that wasn't her husband. And the way that that even happened, the encounter had even happened because they took a different way. So so I would really highly recommend reading John chapter 4. Yeah, that... That's good. And also, too, you know, with this, with with that, you know, Jesus is very compassionate. As you read these Gospels, as you read how he lived, you know, Jesus has a lot of compassion toward people. And we need to have compassion toward people, too, um, you know, as well, too, with the sense that, you know, there's there's a difference between being, I think, overly compassionate and then, like, under-compassionate and then being, like, compassionate. You know what I mean? Like I feel like when people are over compassionate, they they feel like they're being used. They feel like they're being, you know, manipulated. However, whatever people want from them, they can get from them, and that's not what we're that's not what we're telling you guys to do. We're telling you to like find the balance between being a cold-hearted person to being an overly compassionate person to being a compassionate person. You know, because Jesus was harsh towards certain people, towards certain reactions, whenever things weren't right, things were not, and he felt like he was maybe drawn towards something that he did not want to do or didn't feel right about. You just stopped it, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, whenever we say this, we're not saying, like, serve others. Like, you know, we're not telling you to, like, go and, like, I don't know, like, be, like, an extremist toward this, even though this may be your calling. You may want to do that. That's fine. But, you know, what, what we're asking you guys to do is to see – to open up your eyes a little bit more toward opportunities to serve him and to serve others as well. Yeah. I think you know? one of the things from that uh, sermon that we listened to, he brought up a parable in Luke 10. And I'll just kind of summarize it real quick. The parable of the Good Samaritan. So, um, the, the Good Samaritan... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There was a man that was walking down the road and he was 
going somewhere, I forgot where it was, but he was robbed and beaten, and he was left half dead. So there were robbers that came out and hurt him and all of that. Um, so the first person that got to walk by him was a priest, but he walked to the other side of the path and went on his way. And the second person that came up was a Levite, and he did the same thing. But then the a dis- Levite, by the way, was a priest. Oh yeah, Levite. Uh, the, um, the house of Levi usually were priests, so they were like. I guess two different. They were two like, of the same thing. I guess so, but they're more exclusive. They're yeah. like an exclusive priest. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, but then the Samaritan um, team up, and. I'm sorry, the eighth Samaritan came up, and, and as he journeyed, he came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. And that's Luke 10, 37. And so the whole point that the, the pastor was trying to make was like, when was the last time you looked at someone in the eyes? When was the last time you looked at somebody truly and saw that they were hurt or they were broken and that there was a need that they, need, that they needed? that you can help fulfill through the power of Christ, right? And so, um, like David said, when was the last time you stopped to listen to someone uh, with compassion, right? Compassion is empathy and action. So empathy is when you truly feel what that person feels, but you actually do something about it. And so we are called as disciples of Jesus to show love and represent him. And what's crazy is that we... Like I said, we had a discipleship group um, this past week, and that was kind of what we talked about. We talked about compassion. We talked about, you know, like we need to, you know, get over ourselves and get over our schedule, get over our business. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. And just see the people around us. And so that's the reason why we were kind of thinking outside the box of like the type of people that do need help is not always the type of people that you would think of. Or whatever. So, anyways, if we're always allowing like our selfishness or our schedules to run our lives, then we're no better than a lukewarm Christian or even an unbeliever. Mm. Even an unbeliever have lots of people in this world are good and to some extent, like they have certain value that they don't realize that aligns with the Lord, but they just don't know Him yet. And so, we're no better than them. You know, they're just living their life, they're living selfishly or whatever. We're no better than that. If we're not always obeying God's will, like, oh, God says, I want you to help this person, or um, I have compassion for this person, I, I want you to, like, go talk to them, or to, I don't know, pay for the meal, or whatever. So I, I feel like it can be really hard nowadays, because you do have to be aware of your surrounding. You have to be aware if someone is uh, a danger or can hurt you. So there's always that little bit of, like, that back of your mind thing you can't always assume someone is not gonna hurt you or something but yeah the whole point of it all is just to have have compassion and to slow down and see those opportunities when they do come up even in the midst of your busy schedule yeah so well we hope that this um podcast episode was a lot of fun and we're, we're very passionate about this yeah <laughs> You know, we may have said some things that may have like ticked you a little bit in the wrong way, but we just we 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 know how important this is to you guys. We stress this topic because we've stressed it to ourselves. We've 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 tried to make some changes in our own life, and it has been really really good. So look, this this is not like a method to like success or whatever, but this is 
this is how we have tried to live our lives a little bit in a little short amount of time we've we've been doing this we've seen massive massive um results in our life and our mental health and our anxiety and like everything so yeah. you know, this is not like oh well this is gonna you know this is not like a method or something but this is like this is a way that we need to all try to live because it's worked for us and we have you know proof that like hey like this this is this is actually this is the way this is not like the world's way and then there's this way and god's <laughs> way is always better it sounds the like the way. what's that show on disney plus mandalorian, mandalorian this, this is the is way, the way. <laughs> you know? but it's um, true it's true and just try it if you guys don't believe us try this out I, it's kind of hard to try but you have to like go through and mentally think about what, what's going on in your life but try this for you know maybe like a week Try this out for a week. Try to eliminate some things in your life that are causing you anxiety. That are yeah. causing hurry. Try it out and see how it does. Don't fill that void with other things. Now, see, this is the yeah, trick. Yeah, have that this little bit of an empty space. If you eliminate something, don't add something in your elimination. You have to eliminate it, meaning get rid of it. Don't replace it. That's what elimination means. It's not replacing it's eliminating but you could also replace it with something good like oh you haven't read your bible at all like that's something right. you know you can do but you're what you're saying is don't replace it don't replace one illusion with another illusion yeah, yeah. that's right yeah but the thing is i just wanted to just end it with was that you know like the whole time we were saying living the lifestyle of jesus he slowed down and blah 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 right well we're not saying that you can't live like jesus if you don't have a slower life like if you're busy but we can be busy, but we have to have a balance of that busyness. You know, you're not allowing your busyness to take over your whole life. You're living with purpose from God in the midst of your busy season. But, you know, like in Matthew 28, when Dave, uh, David, when Jesus gave the great commission um, to go and make disciples, you know, we have that purpose and that mission in the back of our mind as we're living out our day-to-day life, you know. That's why so that's why we're saying that you know prayer is so important to listen to the voice of God and it keeps us connected to the Holy Spirit and we receive His overflow and His wisdom and understanding and th- this will keep us strengthened in the Lord daily. This will help us to die to ourselves daily and to follow Christ and to be more like Jesus. So we hope this episode was really um, inspiring. We hope that it didn't make you. Um, feel ashamed at all we just hope that it convicted you you in some way to make you know maybe make some changes in your life or to keep doing what you're doing maybe you're already doing this and that's great and so yeah we just love this topic and we hope that you got a lot out of it and um we'll see you next time and on the submission podcast remember we have our monthly email coming out soon so make sure you subscribe to that i'll put the link in the description below but for now we'll see y'all next time bye